Hello, and thank you for listening to episode 205 of Got Creeps, your favorite podcast that always makes sure to give you your weekly dose of the weird, mysterious, and creepy. We are your hosts. I'm John. And I'm Leilani. And before we continue, if you have stories that you want to hear on the show, uh, send them over to yougotcreeps at gmail.com. Or don't send it to gmail.com. Send it to gmail.com. Or send them to either one of us on our socials, which will be linked down below. Uh, But today we are going to be talking about the um, very mysterious case of a man named Bill Vale. So without further ado, let's get into it. Skeptics often dismiss paranormal events as products of an overactive imagination or misinterpreted natural phenomena. They attribute eerie experiences to coincidence, uh, psychological biases, or simply the absence of concrete evidence. However, in the case of Bill Vale, such explanations falter in the face of compelling testimony and credible witnesses. Bill, known for his rationality and commitment to facts, stood as a pillar of credibility within his community. His account, supported by corroborating testimonies from family members, friends, and even paranormal investigators, challenges the very foundations of skepticism. The vividness of his experience and the sheer number of witnesses leave little room for doubt, underscoring the unsettling reality that some phenomena defy rational explanation. In the heart of Arlington, Texas, amidst the hum of suburban life, Bill Vale stood as a beacon of skepticism. A man of facts, he brushed aside the whimsical tales of the supernatural, dismissing them as mere flights of fancy. Yet, as life often does, it led him down a path where reality blurred with the eerie and the unexplained. In 2002, Bill found himself at a crossroads. A separation from his wife sparked a midlife crisis, propelling him back to his hometown in search of solace and a semblance of normalcy. Little did he know, Fate had other plans for him, unfolding a tale that would defy his staunch disbelief. A seemingly innocuous house call marked the beginning of Bill's descent into the unknown. Instructed to arrive precisely at 5 o'clock, he found himself at the threshold of a house cloaked in shadows, its secrets hidden behind closed doors. Yet, the air crackled with tension, punctuated by the desperate cries of unseen souls within. Undeterred by the chilling screams that echoed within the corridors, Bill pressed forward, a beacon of rationality in a world shrouded in mystery. What he encountered within those walls would shatter the very foundation of his skepticism. A woman, her voice a cacophony of otherworldly tongues, danced amidst the flickering shadows, her eyes alight with an otherworldly fire. Three men knelt before her, their faces contorted in fear their pleas drowned by the darkness that enveloped them. As the woman's gaze met his, Bill felt a chill crawl down his spine, a primal instinct warning him off an imminent danger. With a sense of foreboding, he retreated, vowing never to return to that cursed abode. Thanks, Christian. Little did he know, the horrors that lurked within would refuse to be confined to the confines of that forsaken mansion. The tendrils of darkness followed him home, wavering their malevolent dance through the fabric of his reality. 
Nightmares became his nightly companions, their whispering echoes in the corridors of his mind. Rational explanations crumbled beneath the weight of inexplicable phenomena, leaving Bill adrift in a sea of uncertainty. Desperate for answers, he turned to the familiar comforts of companionship, seeking solace in the presence of his brother. Yet even the bonds of family proved fragile in the face of the unknown, and unseen forces toyed with their sanity. With each passing day, the veil between reality and the supernatural grew thinner, its boundaries blurred by the sinister presence that haunted his every waking moment. And as the darkness closed around him, Bill found himself teetering on the brink of madness, his once steadfast belief crumbling like sandcastles before the tide. In his darkest hour, he turned to a friend, a sound engineer whose expertise offered a glimmer of hope amongst the encroaching darkness. Together, they bore witness to the unexplicable, their voices drowned out by the sinister whispers that lingered in the shadows. Summoning the courage of the damned, Bill sought the aid of the par- of the paranormal- <laughs> THE paranormal investigators. <laughs> Those fucking guys. Brian Shane? Yeah. The ghoul boys. I wish. Ferguson. I'd love to meet those guys. Summoning the courage of the damned, Bill sought the aid of paranormal investigators. Their fight- <clears throat> Why do I keep getting something stuck in my throat? <clears throat> oh. Summoning the courage of the damned, Bill sought the aid of paranormal investigators, their findings confirming his worst fears. Yet even in the face of certain doom, he refused to surrender to the darkness that threatened to consume him whole. With each passing day, the stakes grew higher, the malevolent entity asserting its dominance over his fractured reality. Yet, in the depths of despair, a flicker of defiance burned bright within his soul, a beacon of hope amidst the encroaching darkness. And so, the battle raged on, a clash of wills between man and the unknown, each vying for supremacy in a realm where reality and nightmare converged. And as the echoes of his ordeal faded into the ether, Bill stood as a testament to the resilience of the human spirit, a lone sentinel against the encroaching darkness that lurked just beyond the veil of reality. What a fucking guy. Bum, bum, bum. What a guy. What a guy, this Bill. I like Bill. Yeah. I like Bill because, like, he didn't start out with, like, oh, shit, there's a ghost. Like, he was, like, I, I, I worked at NASA. I'm, I'm very, like, detail-oriented, like, thoughts first kind of a guy. Like, thoughts first. You know, like, he, like, the kind of guy that won't, like. Logical. Logical is the word. Logical. Thoughts first. You know? You know? Thoughts first. I'm a thoughts first person. That's just who I am. Yeah, I just, you know, put my thoughts out there. Just the thoughts. Thoughts and then me. Um, but yeah, so like, (laughs) he, he, uh, he, he's very like logical. He doesn't let like, you know, crazy, all the stuff that we talk about, the woo woo stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's incredibly smart. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think he would have called himself a skeptic because he just never really thought about that world, the paranormal world, 
at all because it just wasn't a thing to him. I think I think it was more so that like he just he saw it as like fantasy. Yeah. Like it wasn't even like there's there's no like thought in his mind that like this is real exactly and that's why it's a fairy tale to him that's why he wouldn't like label himself as a skeptic because he like that's i don't know to me skepticism about the paranormal means that you believe it just enough to have an opinion about it believe it just enough to want to be proven wrong exactly yeah because for somebody who just doesn't care about the paranormal at all, he would have just been like, no. Right. Like, not like actually like Shane and Ryan, like we were just mentioning mm-hmm. before. Like, <clears throat> Shane wants to see that it's either right or wrong. Right. It's either true or not. So, like, as of right now, he's saying that it's false because he has no proof that it's real yeah but he is actively looking for proof exactly that it's real exactly and yeah i agree i agree i think that that is what like a, a true skeptic mm-hmm. is um but like for bill like he just didn't believe that it existed exactly that's and that's like that i was making that's totally fine mm-hmm. that's totally cool like everybody has like their own opinions and stuff whatever um we are here for the people that believe and who want to either believe that it's there or not. For the skeptics. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he's he was a very uh, you know, thoughts first kind of a guy. Yeah. There it is again. Yeah. Um and okay, so he worked at NASA. How long how long uh, did he work at NASA? I don't know. I don't think I wrote that down. All about facts. That's yeah. what you wrote. All about facts. Um, okay, but <clears throat> he is an intelligent person mm-hmm. to have even had an opportunity at NASA, worked there for however long. Right. But the thing that, okay, <laughs> that sounds funny, because like, the thing that jumped out to me, there's a lot from this, but one of the things is like, he left NASA? To work at a water purification company like i get it it's his brother's company but like you're working at nasa bro like, what? i don't know i mean like we know of some people who left nasa to do other things as well i know and are really, very really successful well? really super well? successful yeah. So, I mean, like, I guess it's not about, like, what you do. Like, if you don't enjoy doing it, like, you don't enjoy doing it. Yeah. Like, you you could be, like. something, like, just as fulfilling. Exactly. Because it resonates better with your ideals and you as a person. Right, right. So, okay. Because, like, if you think about it in, like, not in terms of money. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course you would want to do something that's a little bit more, like, fulfilling to you. Exactly. Personally, than, like, you know, something that's, like, cool on paper. Yeah. I'm not saying that working at NASA isn't cool. Yeah, wow. Working at NASA is tight. (laughs) He's coming for you. Coming for you. He's like, you're not as important. You're just cool because it says NASA. But, like, I personally would rather be doing something that's, like, meaningful to me than, like, something that like sounds cool but i don't really care that much no, about i understand that i it was just a something that jumped out yeah jumped out yeah. to me i don't know why like also 
second person that we've heard of who like had a job at nasa and like left to do something else so what are they doing over at nasa that like people don't want to be there maybe we'll get into it what are you guys doing hit me up let's talk i don't think nope (laughs) hey nasa i don't think that's gonna go well hey nasa boys and girls to the to the nasa boys is like all encompassing It's B-O-I. B-O-I-S. B-O-I-Z, you know? For the extra. Well, I would do like yeah, Boys. Boys. No, just like two. NASA S's. boys. Three S's actually. Boys. 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 No, but you're boys. I but I not boys. Not boys. Boys. But you're boys. Boys. Yeah. I don't know. I don't boys. think it needs a Z. <laughs> I think I think anything cool has Z's in it. I don't like everything. No, I don't like it. I like name multiple... name me name me one thing that's not cool that has a Z in it. What? Name me one thing that's not cool that has the letter Z in it. Because what I'm saying is the letter Z makes things cool. Okay, name me. Give me an example. Sleeping. Z's, you know the z's, you know for snoring. It represents sleep. Did you think I meant the word? I know yeah. what I was talking about. I knew where I was going. What are we talking about? We're supposed to be talking about Bill. Okay, but let's get back to Bill. Um, so so let's fast forward a little bit. Like, he, he's working at, at the water purification plant for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's trying to, like, you know, do some extra work, trying to, like, you know, show his employer and stuff. Like, I'm a hard worker. I can do these things. Just trying to, like, stand out uh as you do yeah as as you do like when you're first starting a job you kind of like yes kiss up a little bit you just prove yourself you just prove yourself (laughs) you're not like kissing up you're just proving your capability right so it's it's high like yeah yeah so he's doing that he's like oh yeah there's there's this person that needs a house call i got it like i'm in the area i might as well like it doesn't make sense for somebody else to like go out of their way when i'm already there seems like a good guy Seems like a, seems like a from, from everything that I could find about Bill, he seems like a good guy. He seems yeah. like a cool guy. I don't, yeah, you're right. And I like, don't think we, I've ever seen anything that like painted him to be like crazy a, or something. Yeah not, yeah, not a cool dude. Yeah, and like we saw, we saw interviews with him and stuff, mm-hmm. and like, like he's a very technical guy. Mm-hmm. Like the way that he speaks is very like matter of fact and stuff. Um, I don't think we can include it in the show for like copyright and stuff. Um, but if you get a chance, like look look up uh, Bill Vale's Bill Vale's uh, like interviews and stuff. Um, he's a very like matter of fact guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like all the other people that like can attest to the story, like say the same thing. So he was kind of just proving himself at work, and they they're like they specifically said don't show up until exactly five o'clock. So I'm like, all right, all right, like not any earlier not any later do not come at like 4 30 to come <laughs> not even that do not come at 4 51 to show yeah to show up at my house do not come at 504 mm-hmm. please exactly dot, five o'clock on the dot you better be walking up into my house at 5 p.m right it was p.m right it wasn't like five in the morning yeah no no okay um but yeah, and like I think at the time when they received the call, it was only like three in the afternoon. So he had like two hours to just like sit around and just do nothing, because I guess they didn't have anything else going on for the day. Um, so he was like, I guess I'll just wait. Uh, the the dispatcher was like, I 
go get lunch or something. I don't know. So, you know, he was like, all right, whatever. So he waits until five o'clock rolls around. He goes to the door like as normal. And then he kind of realizes that the the door was kind of like ajar. Yeah. Um, and he can he can see that the door is like cracked a little bit and he can kind of hear like what he thinks is like screaming. And as he's approaching the door, uh, he can definitely start making out that it's screaming. And so he's like, I should probably go in to help. Um, so he opens the door and he's like, hello, is everybody OK? And then he walks in and that's when he sees this like witchy, witchy woman, witchy lady. This is a witchy, witchy, witchy. It's witchy, witchy, witchy. And she's standing there. She has like three guys around her. They're kneeling and like it's obvious, obviously, obviously some sort of like a ritual or something that they're doing. Um, and she like some freaky shit, some freaky shit all so, the way around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like all the way around, like immediately, like exactly at five o'clock. You know that I'm coming. Why are you doing freaky sex stuff with three men? in the middle of your room right. when you specifically told me to be there at five you right. know what time it is yeah it's five o'clock so it, it's a little weird and uh so she she kind of locks eyes with bill and then she's just like um she's like get out leave blah 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 blah, and like start speaking in tongues and everything and you know just like blah, 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 blah. um kind of like uh Annalise. So this woman is like walking around these men, or she's in the middle. No, of she's them? in the middle of them, oh, and they're so it's all not like, like a duck, duck, goose. No, like... no, no. It's like a worship circle. Okay. It's like a prayer circle. Okay. I mean, yeah. I guess they're like facing her. Okay. I didn't know. If... Yeah, I'm not sure. I just there was like two ways that I was picturing this. Like she's in the middle, or she's walking around them, like, and they're facing out. No, no, no. She's in the middle, and then they're facing her. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Which Ritual one... style. I don't know which one would be creepier. Um uh but yeah and then so bill's like what the fuck bro this is weird this is weird this is um it's a little too kinky for me uh i think you guys got the wrong water technician guy i don't get paid water enough purification for this, guy nor is it my thing yeah somebody else figure this out yeah 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 so um yeah he's like fuck this shit and then he leaves and like and so fast forward a little bit later, uh, Bill kind of just was going about his day at home, eating dinner when he notices something kind of like out of the corner of his eye. And he's like, oh, that was weird. Like, you know, you know how sometimes you just like seeing something, and you see like whoosh, a flash go by. Yeah. Like some people are like, oh, shadow people. We'll get into shadow people. Um, but then others will just be like, oh, it's just, you know, something in my eye or something yeah. like that. It was just like a flicker in my eye. Yeah. And he was one of those guys that was just like, oh, it's just a flicker in my eye. And kind of just wrote it off as that at first. But then he saw it again. And then he thought that it was some sort of, like, rodent, like a mouse or a rat or something. Um, and where, where is this again? Arlington? Arlington, Texas. Texas? Texas. Okay. So, I mean, like, is he in a field? Like, is he, like, by... I don't know what Arlington, Texas looks like. Neither do I, but I mean, like... 
I don't know if it's rural. I don't know if it's suburban. But that, I mean, like, you can... what I was thinking. That, those are the words I was trying to figure you out. You can have mice and rats in both areas. You can. However, like, if his was, like, in a more rural Like a area, farm area. If it was in a more rural area. It would make more area, sense. Yeah, like, he'd be like, oh, like, maybe. Every time we're recording, he does this. I, I would have much rather had his... Uh, what is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now he's just snoring. He's gonna start. Okay, so he sees something dart across the floor, right? Right, and like he's just like, whatever. It's it's probably like a mouse or something. I'll mm -hmm. set traps for it, and he just continues about his night. Average person, I makes sense. Would have been like. That weird shit happened earlier in the day. There was a lady cursing me, not yeah. cursing at me, not like dropping f bombs and stuff, but right. cursing me no, in Latin in in demon language. Yeah. If that happened to me, of course, like anybody here would be like some weird shit. This is some weird shit. But he's just like uh, odd, little like little odd. But I mean about my day right this guy's nuts this guy's sane i think he's nuts to me yeah yeah <laughs> no but honestly i think you have to be just a little bit insane or just a little bit closer to sanity i don't know what side of the spectrum it is <laughs> but like to have that open mind mm -hmm. to out otherworldly like beings i think right. you have to have a little bit of that like crazy a little bit of that crazy or a little bit more to your true self like what you need to i don't know because i'm not sure but i'm definitely on the little bit of crazy side yeah. uh yeah i don't know i think i'm a <laughs> little bit closer to the like true self like there i just 100 percent believe there is other things here besides like humans and right. like the known animals like and that stuff. just doesn't there, make there sense are... there has to be yeah so i don't know i think i'm a little bit more or at least self on this on that side of the spectrum right or at least like have existed in the past sure yeah if i saw that if i was in bill's position and i saw some rat thing mm -hmm. run across the room after all of this crazy stuff happened yeah. with this witch. I'd be like, what the fuck? I'm cursed. That's it. That, mm -hmm. that was a demon. There's a demon in my house right now. No, literally. But then him. He's just like, sick. No, not even sick. He's like, I'm going to go to bed. I don't. He's like, fuck, I got to put out traps. Right. Like his explanation to that is something very normal. Which like makes so much sense logically. But like That's considering the events of the day. Yeah. So he goes to bed and he's sleeping and partially through the night he like kind of feels something scurry along. Uh like over him. And he's like, it's that fucking like rat or or whatever. Right? And then he feels it again. And he's like, What the fuck is going on? So he like gets up and he's kind of looking around and then he sees something kind of scurry off. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, "Whoa, that's a little bigger than a rat." I was gonna say, like, this has to be something right. bigger than so. Little... <laughs> right. So after that, he goes back to sleep and stuff, and kind of just goes about his night. 
and later he's woken up again by like his bed like violently shaking and he thinks that it's like an earthquake and stuff and he gets up and he's like what the hell was that Mm -hmm. because he realizes that it's just his bed shaking yeah nothing nothing else and so he at this point is just like what i i don't know what's happening i can't explain what's going on so he's like freaking out he's trying to rationalize things he's looking things up on the internet trying to see if there was an earthquake and maybe he just like got out of bed when he caught the end of it so he didn't realize the rest of the room was shaking and stuff and so like he's just awake and he's awake for the rest of the night and stuff so fast forward a few days later um his internet goes out uh and so he's on the phone with the internet service provider and the internet service provider is like all right let me just check on a few things and during the call um he's like oh let me just put you on a brief hold and so he puts him on hold and all of a sudden there's like static and then all of a sudden after that there's like demonic like gargling Mm -hmm. static voices you know speaking in tongues kind of a thing and threatening like a very threatening thing and um and bill is just sitting there like what's happening like what's going on like hello Uh, can you hear me what's what is what is this that's playing like this is weird this is freaking me out so like he's like whatever and he hangs up and like a few seconds later like he gets a call back from the same internet service provider and they're like uh, is everything okay like I, I i missed you or like i lost you there we got disconnected we got disconnected and bill was like yeah did you did you hear that did you hear that voice and the guy was like yeah actually i did hear it um i i don't know what that was or how that even happened because i thought it was you making that noise but like there's no way that that could have happened because out um there couldn't have been like an outside source, source. for that noise um, because like their phone lines are supposed to be like super secure. So there's no way for anything in or out to be like getting into that phone line. I don't really know. That's very like. I don't know the technicalities behind all that shit. I don't know how that works. But also like that's very like high level like. Yeah. And just like I mean, a, this guy worked at NASA, so he was probably working on with like some PF really sense, good... like his own hosting something. Like he was probably he probably had his own network and stuff like set up on his on his own. No, but I'm sure that I, I, information I, came from the customer service rep. So like this customer service, like for this internet provider, is that like high? I mean, high clearance. I don't know. Like maybe they just know how things work. Uh, or he's just saying that shit. Or he's just saying that shit. <laughs> um. So he's he's letting him know like he heard it, heard the voice too, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's letting him know that like he heard the voice as well, and then they're kind of just like, "What the fuck?" So <laughs> then they kind of just go about their day. Okay. Okay. I mean, what what else can he do about that? I don't know. Think about it more. Like, yeah, he thought about it more, but like, what again? What is he gonna do about it? Right. I mean, nothing. And like, Bill again, being a very like rational, logical guy, he's just Mm -hmm. like, whatever, can't do anything about it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So like, uh, a little bit later, 
like as things progressed there was like little events here and there like he was in the closet and like he noticed a box like lift up for no reason and drop for no reason and stuff um you know just a random events like that and like he's trying to write off as much of this as possible to like something logical uh-huh. but you can only do At so a much certain point, right like, there's not any more trying to rationalize it right at some point you're just like okay maybe now i need to find somebody to confirm my crazy. exactly yeah like i can't be experiencing all of these odd occurrences by myself well by myself but also like at a certain point this is not just one-offs yeah so what does he do he invites his brother over um his brother and his his brother's wife and he's like hey do you guys want to come over for dinner you want to hang out so they come over and they hang out and bill again is sitting in his normal spot and he again sees that little thing in the corner of his eye just dart across the room the little rat or whatever um and he's like you know what hey come sit over here he's talking to his brother he says come sit over here just tell me if you see anything and then he sees it his brother also sees little things just go flying past like a little mouse or a little rat or something uh-huh. and they're both like whoa those are weird so like eventually they're both like whatever about it and they tell his brother's wife to sit there and they don't tell her that they've seen anything are they not all sitting at the same dinner table i don't think that they were like i think she had like gone to do something or like gone to the bathroom or something at this point Okay. Um, because from what I could tell, like it didn't seem like she was present when Bill showed his brother. Okay. Or when his brother saw, you know, the thing. Right. Um. So like they they uh, she saw you know whatever scurry passed right. So that's when uh Bill kind of just tells his brother what's been going on and stuff, and and they offer to have Bill stay with them, mm-hmm. and. Bill's like, no, I'm just gonna stay home. Like, this is my this is my house. Like, I'm not gonna let something that I don't even fully believe is real torment me, torment me, and take over my house. Yeah. Right. So yeah. he's just I'm like, the man of the house. Right. He's like, whatever. Fuck you. Fuck this. Like, I'm staying here. This is my house. Like, y'all didn't pay for this shit. Y'all ain't paying <laughs> no fucking mortgage. Like, you think you're gonna tell me what to do in my own house? No. Bill's that fucking guy. He's talking to the little <laughs> things that are scurrying. Yeah, he's not, like, you think not, not to his brother and sister. Yeah, not to his like, brother and sister. He's like, I don't know what the fuck you are, <laughs> but I'm staying here because this is my fucking place. Right, so Bill then uh, just is like, whatever, no, I'm just going to stay here. Like, you guys are fine. So mm-hmm. his brother leaves, um, and then he starts to consider, like, okay, maybe it's time for me to start looking into paranormal explanations for this. Right. Right? So. All logical explanations have gone out the door at this right. point. At this point, like, after all of the, like, continuous events that happen, um, he's just like, I, I, I think that it's time to discover other possibilities. Mm-hmm. So he looks for a paranormal investigative crew that he wants to make sure values like scientific research over everything else like he wants to make sure they're like science focused not just like witchy stuff like okay you know holistic woo woo stuff yeah you know um he wants to make sure that they're like credible they follow like scientific protocol and all that stuff 
And so he eventually finds a team to come out and, and investigate his home. And that's when the, the team kind of just sees all of the craziness that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the events, one of the most notable events that happens during the paranormal investigation. And again, um, there's a lot of events that happen. So look this stuff up yourself. We're here to give you okay information. Just okay. Not great information. We're here to give you a basis so that you can learn these things for yourself, not just from one source. Um, can I, though, talk about like their process? And one of the main reasons that Bill did go with this crew is because of, like, like you said, that science focus, but also, like, the meticulous, like, mm-hmm. aspect of it. So the crew that Bill ev- eventually chooses, right, after mm-hmm. doing all his research, they are, um, did you see that, I believe, is their crew named? I'm not sure. Okay, um, so from what I what I saw was the crew is called, did you see that? Mm-hmm. Or that's what their, like, company, that's what they are. I believe the, uh, like, the guy's name is Brian yeah. something. Yeah. So, okay, so did you see that led by, like, this guy named Brian, right? Mm-hmm. He, I guess, Bill reached out to Brian. And they came out. They came out to Arlington, Texas. And the first step into just going to see what they're they're going to see, basically, like what they're going to investigate, mm-hmm. is one team member will go into the home or go into the area and just going to get a feel for it. If If everything's good, the second part will be the team comes in, all the team comes in, and then they check to see if there's anything that would account for, like, the weird occurrences. Right. Like, maybe gas leak, or... Mm -hmm. They are very critical... Actual rodents. Exactly. Like, they are very critical in what they do just to make sure they have um, hit every single mark. Right. And then they have obviously discovered nothing would be causing this. Nothing external would be causing this. And then they start the investigation. Right. So it's not just like a walk in, oh, place is haunted, let's go. Like, they're actually going through. There's a process. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that is one of the main reasons he really liked this mm-hmm. one and wanted to go with these people to figure out what was happening. Yeah, because they seemed much more credible yes. than, than most. Yeah. Um, and much more reliable than yes. most. Um. So and and another thing too, why he he liked this crew is because of like the the technical equipment that they used. Mm-hmm. One of the things that they used in their investigation was this device that just cast out a, a ton of laser beams, right? And this is so that you can see any kind of movement. Go, you'll yeah. see like movement stop the laser of beam, course. so you'll be able yeah. to see anything move around. So one of the craziest, uh, I guess, kind of incidents or 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 events that happened during the investigation was when one of the team members went into the room and was trying to get a reaction from whatever was haunting bill Mm -hmm. and during the kind of seance if you will he's just asking questions or just kind of speaking to whatever was there um they they heard something drop something fall 
and immediately this team member gets up rushes out of the room and is like i i saw something move you guys have to like we we need to see what happened because i saw something move i saw something happen and when they reviewed the footage Mm -hmm. they saw that um there was this vapor this smoke that started forming as this team member is asking questions and trying to get a reaction and it starts swirling around and swirling around and then all of a sudden you see it kind of like knock over the light and and dissipate Mm -hmm. and then that's when you see the team member kind of get up and then like run out and you tell the rest of the team yeah so that was like what i think was probably one of the craziest occurrences if i'm not mistaken like that was one of the main things that they saw other than like the feeling yes that was something that was actually being able to be documented yeah yeah because a lot of the times during the investigation they did say that there was an overwhelming feeling Mm -hmm. that something was there but you can't a feeling but a feeling is a feeling yeah a feeling's not something you can capture right feelings are feeling right so that's why like again they are that type of crew that Bill wanted because it was facts based. Like you can see that you can see that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People need proof, and a lot of people can get proof if they really like. If you really, really try. Yeah. Um. So yeah, fast forwarding a little bit later. Um. They 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 kind of just were like, yeah, this place is this place is haunted. And since then, Bill has had two exorcisms done um, on his place. I wasn't able to find anything um, more recent. Uh, But as far as I can tell, he's had about two exorcisms done um, on his home. And he's still chilling there, uh, from from what I can tell. He did leave. Oh, okay. He did end up leaving um, a lot later than most would. Right. A lot later than most would, because when his friends or family would be like, why are you still living there? Like, with all the stuff that you're... First of all, all the stuff that you're saying, all the stuff that you're actively, like, trying to escape from, mm-hmm. why haven't you just left the house? Mm-hmm. And I right. believe he had said something along the lines of, I wouldn't feel right leaving because somebody else would have to deal with it. Right. And I don't... What a guy. What a guy. But I did see that I, he did. I did. <laughs> I did see that he did leave. Um, he is now like remarried or married to, he's married and he's now with his wife at, a, at another home, new home with his son. That's why she does the current events. Yeah. <laughs> I like to see the most recent thing just to see where the story went. Um, I don't really care what happens after the juicy bit. <laughs> I like to see it all. Like a good, a good, <laughs> I like a good story. It needs to finish something get to a happy ending or not i just need a conclusion yeah i mean well i'm glad he has like you know a happy ending from what i can tell he seems like he's chilling from from what you're saying he seems like he's chilling it does seem like that um however there was a weird um a weird like story and it's not which is actually very weird that it's not talked about more often because along with like the the creature Mm -hmm. little creature that he's been like experiencing and seeing um it got malevolent so in my opinion and something that i'm surprised you didn't touch on was 
one of the creepiest and eerie experiences that Bill had. Mm -hmm. And it was in his room where he was trying to sleep. He was trying to get any sort yep. of solace away from the madness. Mm -hmm. Comes a figure in his room and a figure that is widely wildly known by a lot of people mm -hmm. but the hat man the hat man part of his life insane because it it dives deeper than just this one experience that we saw right so he is in his room middle of the night and a figure appears in the corner of his room tall lanky dark ominous figure and he kind of just throws the blanket over his head. As you do. They can't get you if you're under the blanket. Yeah. And he thinks that's the end of it. It's not. Because he's talking to one of his friends, Devin. And he tells him about the hat man. I don't. I think at this point, he is now a little bit more comfortable sharing his experience because it just keeps happening. Yeah, he's just like, you know what? This is what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And still factual, but yeah, but it is. Devin, he's had an experience with the hat man. To him, though, he thought he was friendly. He portrayed himself as friendly. He wasn't this malevolent being. Bill pretty much says, like, he's not. He is mm -hmm. not friendly. He is not your friend. He comes back. He, you ever see him again, do not interact with him. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the amount of sheer terror he has. From the hat man. Right. And this is Bill that we're yeah. talking about. This logical guy. He's yeah. like, don't talk to the hat man. Don't talk to the hat man. So, Devin doesn't really listen to him. Devin. Jeez. So, he doesn't really listen to him. Next time he appears to him, he does. He does interact with him. The hat man basically told Devin to kill Bill. Like, the, they may have conversated before, but ultimately, he said, kill Bill. Fucking kill him. What the fuck? And so, Devin now starts to, like, parts of his personality start to change. He gets more, he gets darker. He gets, like, a, a little bit more crazy. He's, like, not act, more erratic. Uh-huh. And Bill, on the on the other side of that, like, He's not knowing any of this is happening with Devin. So he's just living his life. And randomly at nights, he'll wake up and like the place is like, or he'll he'll come in and his house home has been broken into. Or mm. there'll be things just fucked around with. Until like, it starts to escalate on both of their ends. Where now like Devin is like trying to harm Bill. And Bill does not know that Devin wants to kill him. Because the hat right. man told Devin to kill him. Right. Like, so he's just, like, he's experiencing all of this, along with more things that are happening. The imps running around, like, right. little creatures. Yeah. The gnomes. Now he has one of his friends who tried, he, he threatened him with a knife in his home. And I don't know, I don't know how that story played out, the, the rest of that, but I heard that part, and I was like, shit that's crazy i had, i had actually never heard that part. really that's crazy yeah yeah i so i heard about like him seeing the hat man but i didn't hear well so what i heard was i heard him seeing like a, a goat man i thought it was like a goat man thing. oh no but 
I had never even I had never heard anything after that. Like I didn't know that it affected like his friends and stuff. That's crazy. Just him, just that one friend, which I'm glad. It right. Like it wasn't like a <laughs> pit, like torsion a mob of like, friends. Fucking... <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, Bill. Jeez. He told us you're dead. Speaking of, I'm so sorry I forgot about this. In in the whole Devin Hotman Bill situation, mm-hmm. while he's in his house, while Devin is in Bill's house. Threatening, threatening him with a knife. Before he gets to that point, he first tells Bill, "The Hat Man is here. The Hat Man is. He's with us. Turn off the lights. You'll see him." Fuck that. And Bill, he's like, first of all, again, not knowing everything else that's happening with Devin, he's like, "The Hat Man has no control over me. Like, I am taking back the power of my home. He cannot do shit. Let him try." Actually, he won't even try because he he cannot do anything to me. That's how confident and like that's the point of where Bill is right now. Because mm-hmm. Bill's just that fucking guy. I'm saying he turns off the lights, waits a little bit, nothing does happen, mm-hmm. and then like later on, that's when I guess like the threatening with the knife happens mm-hmm. with Devin. Um, not sure what else happens after that, but he, I mean, Devin did not kill Bill. He did. Obviously, he didn't kill Bill's Bill. Bill's fine, I think. Bill's good. Bill, hope you're good. Let us know if you're okay. Um. So, yeah, I just, that was a huge part. Like, the hat man. I actually, yeah, I, I had no idea that that um, all happened. Yeah, he got, Bill's got fucking imps <laughs> and hat men. Or just one, one hat man. But, yeah, I think, um. I'm glad Bill is is chilling. I'm glad he's doing okay from what we could tell. Um, so he's been through a lot. Been through a lot. He's I been hope through it all. He's not being haunted anymore. He thugged that shit out. Yeah, he was like, "This shit is my fucking house, bitch." <laughs> what he was he like aerospace? Was he an engineer at NASA? I think so. I don't. I don't really okay. know. Okay, fucking electrical, maybe. He was something at NASA. He was. He was a NASA dude. NASA dude. A NASA boy. NASA boy. He was a NASA boy. <laughs> and then he was a demon conqueror. Yeah. Like, okay, Bill Vale. Not a, not a killer. He didn't kill him. No, he, was, he just conquered them. He was them. just like, no. He said, no. He I'm said, the captain now. Me? Me. Pussy? Me, pussy? <laughs> me, pussy? <laughs> Bill didn't say me pussy. <laughs> Title of episode 205. Bill Vale, me pussy? <laughs> no. Bill Vale, me pussy? Nah. That's the entire that's the entire title. NASA boys ain't no pussies. Uh well, I don't know cuz I don't think every NASA boy would not be a pussy. Like I think Bill Vale is that dude. Uh <sighs> I think that's going to do it for Bill. Um, Bill, if you want to be on the show, if you see this. Um, big fans. Big, big fans. fans. I'm a big fan of Bill's. I'm a Bill boy. I'm a Bill boy. Quick little break in the action. Um, you're probably seeing stuff here. Saying, hey, what you got there? What are these? What are those? For those of you listening to the audio version, I'm holding up a cup 
with our Got Creeps logo. I'm pointing at my iPad with the Got Creeps logo. What are we doing here? What are these things? What are they for? We have Got Creep merch. Where can you get all this stuff? Head over to JMac Crafts. I'm pointing here. Head over to JMac Crafts. JMac Crafts. Uh, I don't know. It'll be somewhere on the screen. Um, or in the show notes below. It'll be somewhere. You'll be able to see it. Head over to JMac Crafts if you want some Got Creeps merch. Uh, you can get shirts. You can get uh, stuff. Send her over a message. We got some things. We got options. We got options. You want things? You. We got things. So make sure to order all of your Got Creeps merch while you still can. Without further ado, let's get back to the show. <laughs> what do you got next? <laughs> so. Oh, Creep Pick. I like Creep Pick. Yes, I was going to say Creep Pick, but Creep Pick. That's next. <laughs> We're there now. <laughs> so yes, we have our creep pick next. I like creep pick. One of my favorite segments. Um, today we are diving into the chilling world of come play. Strap in, folks, because this one's a real spine tingler. Meet Oliver, a young, nonverbal, autistic boy navigating a world of isolation and uncertainty. His only solace is his smartphone that connects him to the outside world. But when Oliver stumbles upon an eerie app featuring the tale of a lonely creature, things take a sinister turn. Suddenly, Oliver finds himself at the mercy of a malevolent force that craves companionship at any cost. But the real horror kicks into high gear when the presence extends beyond the digital realm, manifesting in the physical world with bone-chilling consequences. Come play isn't just your run-of-the-mill horror flick. It is a heart-wrenching tale of familial love and resilience in the face of unimaginable horror. So, if you're in the mood for a fright that'll keep you on the edge of your seats, look no further than Come Play. Keep on the lights and off your phone. That was a crazy movie. I talked about this movie like twice now because it's, like we said pretty much at the end of it at like we were we were on literally on the edge versus right. the entire time like we You're put like, it oh, on shit. Oh, shit. we put it on just like randomly mm -hmm. and we were hooked the kids in that movie honestly acted better than like some of the adults, the adults. in that yeah. movie yeah <laughs> yeah and i honestly think they were portrayed like children yeah like how children are yeah mhm mm but because I think at multiple times, like, we we said to each other, like, kids are so fucking weird, but that's such kid shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, That's such kid shit. It is. It is. Like, they were actually portrayed as children. Right. And I had said, and you had agreed, like, that was one of the best horror movies that we've seen in a while. Best horror movies that we've seen in a while that added in new technology because yeah. it's very difficult to have a horror movie now in the in, in present in present day, day because yes. of because of technology right but this movie takes it to where it uses technology kind yeah. of like how like unfriended kind of like took that zoom route oh, true so like those movies that kind of like change the way we see technology 
and like make it horror mm -hmm. is cool it was done very well i really i really liked it and it was it was a good it was a good like it was scare. pretty creepy yeah it was, it was a, pretty like, creepy you were eerie. like there were some jump scares there were some sure, jump scares yeah for sure and i'm obviously we don't like a movie that just only has I, jump scares right i think if you have to rely on jump scares yeah. it's not a good movie exactly but the premise of the movie the story in the movie right. the way the way that it actually progressed just the story behind it was good like mm -hmm. it's a very good movie it's not gonna be like the next big thing. no i don't think so but it's it's definitely gonna be a hit but it's it's very underrated yeah like if if what we hope comes from our creep picks is you guys go out and watch these movies right. these tv shows like that we one enjoy ourselves but also want enjoy enough to want to talk about talk it about and it. recommend it like i i hope it gets the flowers it deserves right because yeah. it is a good movie i i do i do believe it's a good movie it's pretty good i i enjoyed that movie a lot yeah yeah um what else we got we got a this day in history right we do have a this day in switching history. it up this yeah. week well, if you watched last week's episode if you remember um i talked about how current events are hard <laughs> and that i did want to do a this day in history every so often so today is february 24th of 2024 and we are going to look back on this day in history all the way back to february 24th 1942 when the skies over Los Angeles erupted into chaos during the infamous Battle of Los Angeles. Just two months after the devastating attack on Pearl Harbor, the residents of Los Angeles found themselves plunged into a state of panic as anti-aircraft fire lit up the night sky and air raid sirens blared ominously. Spotlights pierced the darkness, frantically searching for rumored Japanese planes, while a total blackout enveloped the city in shadow. It was a scene straight out of a wartime nightmare. Yet, when the smoke cleared and the chaos subsided, the truth behind the so-called battle remained shrouded in mystery. U.S. Navy Secretary Frank Knox chalked it up to war nerves and anxiety, dismissing the incident as a false alarm. But the questions lingered. What had triggered such a massive response? And were there any casualties amidst the confusion? Despite the official explanation, the Battle of Los Angeles claimed five lives that night. Three souls perished in car accidents sparked by the panic, while two others succumbed to heart attacks brought on by the stress of the situation. It's a chilling reminder of the toll that fear and uncertainty can enact, even in the absence of a real threat. And to this day, the true cause of the chaos that engulfed Los Angeles remains a topic of debate and speculation. That would be all for this week's Today in History. So that i honestly did not know about i had no idea yeah i had no idea that that happened yeah which i mean is really cool thanks public education yeah like look at us we're giving you a little bit slightly above okay information <laughs> but you know that's a that's a cool yeah i i think i i actually think that i like i prefer um this day in, this history, day in history more so i think i think going forward though we may do it on the day that the video goes out mm -hmm. or the episode goes out instead of like the day that we record yeah just for the sake of continuity but well i don't know we'll see we'll see i, I just like learning we'll play it by ear um but you know it does have big ears sometimes cryptids 
sometimes have big ears. <laughs> I'm good at what I do. Take it away, honey. Today we're plunging into the murky waters to unearth the legend of the beasts of Busco. We had an underwater one this week. Just keep, just listen. Nestled in the heart of Churubusco, Indiana, and if I say that wrong, I'd tell me. Yeah, flamer in the comments. Lies a mystery as old as time itself. A giant snapping turtle known as the Beast of Busco, or affectionately known as Oscar from the first discoverer. The story begins in 1898 when farmer Oscar Folk claims to have spotted a monstrous turtle lurking in the depths of a seven-acre lake on his property. But instead of seeking fame and fortune, Oscar told a few close people and ultimately decided to keep the creature's existence a closely guarded secret. Fast forward to 1948, and the legend of the Beast of Busco resurfaces with a vengeance. Two intrepid citizens, Aura Blue and Charlie Wilson, swear they encountered a behemoth of a turtle while fishing on Folk Lake. Weighing in at a staggering 500 pounds, this colossal reptile sent shockwaves through the sleepy town of Churubusco. But they weren't the only ones to bear witness to this aquatic enigma. Farmer Gail Harris and a slew of others reported sightings, fueling speculation and curiosity among the locals. Soon, the hunt for the elusive beast was on, with expeditions launched and the lake drained in a desperate bid to capture the creature. Yet, despite their best efforts, the beast of Busco remained elusive, slipping through their grasp like a phantom in the night. I don't know how. Which is big. It's a big bitch. It's a big turtle. That's what I'm saying. Some believe it's merely biding its time, waiting for the perfect moment to resurface and strike fear into the hearts of unsuspecting onlookers. Not everyone buys into the legend, though. Skeptics argue that the beast of Busco is nothing more than a tall tale concocted by Oscar Folk himself to inject a dose of excitement into the otherwise uneventful town. Whether it's a monstrous turtle lurking beneath the murky depths, or just a figment of the imagination, one thing's for certain, the legend of the beast of Busco has etched itself into the fabric of Churubusco's history, leaving behind a legacy of mystery and intrigue, and even honored in the Turtle Days Festival each June. It includes a parade carnival, and turtle races that continues to captivate others to this day. So the next time you find yourself wandering near Folk Lake, keep one eye on the waters and the other on the shadows. Hey, even stop in for the festival. Who knows what secrets lie waiting to be discovered in the depths below. Yeah, I love Oscar. He's my favorite guy. Yeah, Oscar's, my favorite pretty, guy. Oscar's pretty fucking cool. He's a giant turtle! Yeah. I love turtles. Yeah. I think turtles are awesome. And like just he's just there. Like he's not doing shit. Yeah, he he's not doing anything. Like why actually I mean I don't think they're like terrified of him. They're throwing a fucking parade. They're throwing a fucking festival for him. Yeah, seems like a cool guy. I like Oscar. Love Oscar. I want to meet Oscar one day. Hey, Oscar, you want to come on the show? Can yeah, you talk? Oh. We'll go to him. Oh. If Oscar, like, tweets at us and is like, let me be on the show, bro, I'll fly to him. Okay. I'll fly to Oscar. To Cherubusco, Indiana? Mm-hmm. Indiana? What are you, 
feel good and into you. Oscar. Yeah. They got Oscar. That's enough. <clears throat> Before we finish wrapping up the episode for this week, um, I know that we asked a question last week, which was, what animal do you think would be the biggest assholes? Mm-hmm. Um, if animals could talk. If animals could talk, right? Um, this one was from uh, T. Frizzy. He says, pigeons be pooping on your roof and car without remorse. Uh, but I'd say orcas, they'd be playing with seals like it's nothing. That is that is factual. Um, they, they just toss those bitches up in the air and just play catch with them. Seals are, seals are, or uh, orcas are assholes. Or, orcas are psychotic. They're, they're, they're assholes, I would say that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we got another comment from, from somebody. Uh whatever um it says since we're talking about marine life very odd that dolphins are not talked about as the assholes that they are um whoever commented this this, stand with us whoever commented this uh knows what they're talking about because dolphins are also assholes yeah dolphins do the the r word and the r word is bad yeah don't do the r word and yeah they're just assholes I took my explanation on why they're assholes, but I still love dolphins. Actually, I still love dolphins. Dolphins are nice to look at. They're very nice. They're to look very at. intelligent. Oh yeah. But they do bad things. They do bad things. Yeah. They kind do of, not kind of be cool kind of hard things. to be on like the dolphin stand. Like, right. Like side. Like hey guys, not cool. Yeah, bro. It's not. Not cool. It's not. But what would be the question of the week for this week? Um, this week, I would like to know if you guys have ever had any imaginary friends. Um, did you have imaginary friends as kids? Do your, if you're a parent, do your kids have imaginary fr- uh, friends? Um, did you know of people who, like, tell us your imaginary friend story? Like, I used to have this imaginary friend that would scare the shit out of my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, I still remember what he looked like to this day. Like, it was just an average looking, like, white guy, for whatever reason, like, okay. buzz cut, um, had like uh would always wear like a plain shirt. Um, it would either be green or blue. Okay. Um, and um, like khaki cargo shorts. So like Steve or Josh. But Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. Like vibe. Oh, okay. Like. I thought your imaginary friend was Steve Irwin. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, like the the khaki cargo shorts. Okay. The the I I didn't finish, but he also had like you know, um, hiking boots. Okay. Like those kinds of boots, um, not like work boots or anything. Yeah. But like hiking boots. All right. So um, there's this there's this guy your imaginary friend. Yeah. Has. Yeah. So. Um, I remember my mom would would you know tell me not to not to talk about him and stuff because she would she would get scared, and I would be like, no, he doesn't like when when you tell me not to talk about him. He he gets upset. Weird. And like I I specifically remember like you know seeing him and playing with him, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's standing right there. Like I can I see him. He's right there. Hmm. I don't remember his name. I don't think I had a name for him. Yeah, it was just. He was just there. He was just yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And like he wouldn't do anything. Like he wouldn't play with me. He wouldn't like I wouldn't act things out with him. He was always just kind of there. Mm-hmm. He was always just that guy that I would just see. I have a story of this also mm-hmm. comes from my mom. So 
but I believe I had an imaginary friend. But possibly not just kind of like you're saying, he wasn't really an imaginary friend. He was just somebody that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, or somebody that I interacted with, talked to. Talked to is really what it was. Um, my mom said when I was little and I would be showering, I would be talking to an imaginary friend. But it would really only be in the shower. That's weird. Very weird. I don't know very much else about it. My mom doesn't really talk about it. I think she's mentioned it once or twice, and that was it. I don't really have memories of that. Mm-hmm. But I did have I did have that. I did have that kind of, like, imaginary person. Crazy. Don't know if, like, the imaginary... I, and I think it was a guy. Imaginary, like, m- man. Mm-hmm. Standing, like, just in the corner of the shower or, like, outside of the shower. Right. I just know that I would talk. At least that's what she's saying is I would just talk to this person while I was in the shower. Mm-hmm. No other time? Not really. Not, just in the not shower? Not what she said. That's weird. That's Very strange. Weird. Yeah. But, yeah, we want to hear uh, your guys' imaginary friend stories. Um, what do you got? Doesn't matter. Doesn't have to be anything crazy. No. Um, what is your imaginary friend story that's gonna do it for us uh you can leave those stories down if you're on youtube down in the comments below um you can send them to us uh over on our socials you can find me over on instagram and x and tiktok actually um under john underscore raymundo on instagram you can also follow the page at got creeps um write it in an email if you want to write it in an email to you got creeps at gmail.com um send it to Lonnie. Where can they find you? Um, you guys can find me on Instagram at Leilani May Ramundo. Find me on Facebook at Leilani Deliberte. It's not at, it's just you just type in Leilani Deliberte. And you again can just follow up both of us on Got Creeps on Instagram. That's where we're posting a lot of our clips behind Oops. the scenes, possibly, yep. if you want. Some memes. Yeah, lots of memes. Lots I get of, bored. Lots of memes. But you can find us there. So thank you again for listening to the fifth episode of Got Creeps. Don't forget to like the video, like the podcast, and give us a five-star rating. And share with your friends so that we can reach more people who love the weird, mysterious, and creepy. We will be back next week with your weekly dose of the creeps. Bye-bye. Bye.